Good day, everyone. My name is Uluwale Tutube, and I'm a natural consultant at Insight. And today I'm joined by Dr. Rajesh Patel from BHS. Do you uh, mind just giving us a quick introduction about yourself? Certainly. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Rajesh Patel from Board of Healthcare Funders. I'm the head of health system strengthening. And in a nutshell, the areas that I advise our membership on is benefit design, mm -hmm. affordability, yeah. healthcare quality and assessment. And I'm involved in some of the health policy related issues. That's very interesting. Um, so today um, I got the opportunity to listen to an amazing talk that you presented on and you were basically talking about um, are we really meeting the needs of our members and in this presentation you showed us this tool um, that shows the coverage that actually is being, um, how well schemes are actually covering um, the, the needs of these members. Do you mind just touching on this tool? And Certainly. How it works? Certainly, it's BHF's policy to recommend to schemes that our business is more than just managing money, mm -hmm. that our business actually the health of the individual beneficiaries and members in particular. Mm -hmm. And if that is their duty and their responsibility, mm -hmm. then it's important for us as BHF to try to provide them with the tools and that for them to be able to do that work. Mm -hmm. And in this regard, we've recommended to medical schemes that because your business is health, it's important that from a strategic perspective that you embrace universal healthcare coverage mm -hmm. because it's part of sustainable development goals. Our president has signed that in. The fact that he signed it, it becomes law. So good corporate citizens mm -hmm. comply with the laws of the land. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, universal healthcare coverage is important strategic imperative schemes. Mm -hmm. The tool has been developed to give a sense to the schemes, the progress they are making towards universal healthcare coverage. Okay. So it supports the strategic positioning on universal healthcare coverage and largely with them providing BHF with data, we can populate our tool and can immediately give them a sense of where they are, where they need to go, what the gaps are, and potentially from that they can identify the correct interventions to try to put in place to literally see progressive improvements. That's very interesting. Um, so down at the exhibition wall, I got to play around with the tool a bit just Fantastic. to see how um, it works. And um, I just wanted to um, really talk about, um, just touch on the weighting system that you actually apply yes. and um, the risk adjustment that comes with that. Um, why was that put into place? So simple. You have different medical schemes, mm -hmm. not only in South Africa, but in the region where our members are, and they all have different profiles. Mm -hmm. And because they have different profiles, that means they have different needs. And being an actuary, you know about risk adjustment. Mm -hmm. So the purposes of the weighting is for schemes to be able to use that weighting and sort of develop it in a way that would reflect their risks mm -hmm. and their demographic profile. And if they do that, then the scheme result would be reflective of their risk. Mm -hmm. And by doing those weightings, it will then allow the scheme to look at its result relative on a like-for-like -like basis to that of the industry. Because as you change the weightings, mm. the results automatically change, not just for your scheme, but the, the the industry kind of thing. It sort of makes the industry value similar to yours, and therefore you're in a position to be able to compare your performance relative to that of the you industry. Like to like performance. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's the purpose of the weighting. That's at the overall scheme level for mm. most of the measures. Mm. Within this measurement itself, there's a couple of areas where we do some more weightings and scorings. Oh, 
Interesting. So, you know, you take a measure and some of them might have three measures. Mm -hmm. And the question is, how do you then include three measures into one measure? And that's where some of the weighting and scoring do come in as well. So there's a lot of arithmetic going on. <laughs> and there's actuaries you would know about. Very it. exciting. Yes, it Listening is. to it, I'm like, this sounds really, really exciting. It does. Um, so there were certain particular aspects of um, coverage, cover, healthcare coverage, coverage that yes. you guys actually decided to yes. focus on. How did you pick those? So um, we looked at sort of the national priorities from a health perspective. And naturally, your starting off point would be maternity care, child health, because for an average type of population, if those are doing well, those two areas, then literally gives you a sense that your entire primary care system is working reasonably well. Mm -hmm. To that, we've added non-communicable disease, which is an important growing burden at this point in time. You also have, we in the third world country, we have infections that we have to deal with. And even in the infections kind of thing, you have infections in the elderly, like pneumonias, etc. So we've incorporated those because those are risk uh, to schemes as well. And finally, while cancers are part of non-communicable disease, there's something unique about them in the way you would measure the at-risk population, but there's also a huge emotive component to cancers. So we sort of carved out of ca uh, cancers from the non-communicable can sort of present it in its own way. I think what was also interesting was to see that um, even after you see the scores of like how how the cov how much coverage actually um, giving in those particular areas, you can actually still click on each of each those one and drill down and get more information. C certainly. So for non-communicable disease category, we've included three diseases mm -hmm. that are much more common out there: it's hypertension, diabetes, and mental health. Mm -hmm. So these are sort of priority in our region in, in the Southern African region, mm -hmm. and also they are growing problem. They really are a growing problem and contribute a huge burden to the scheme and even the, in the region. So you can actually take these results and compare it to what's happening in that environment as well. Mm. So that's it. in the infective environment, HIV is high on the list. In South Africa and some of our neighboring countries, TB is a major issue. Mm. We have mentioned about elderly is often seen as a risk group. But then what we have done is to look at pneumonias in the elderly. Are we looking after the elderly? Because we always talk about they are risk kind of thing and there's high cost there. But we've put in the infection of pneumonia in there to say, are you managing your elderly risk? Mm. And we use pneumonia as an example. And I think there's one, oh yeah, HIV prevention. Okay. So it's great that you're treating people who've got HIV, but yeah. are you making sure you're doing the right thing to even prevent HIV mm. in the first mm. place? Prevention is also good. So thank you. those are the four areas that we measure in infection. And under the cancers, you've got two, which is cancer of the breast and cancer of the cervix. Unfortunately, it's got a gender bias to it. <laughs> um, so this is a very important tool, obviously, that you would expect a lot of medical schemes to be like really taking up. Um, have you experienced any challenges with regards to rolling out this uh, well, tool? I think that firstly, it's a very new tool. And okay. we're using this opportunity at the conference to launch it okay. and to make members more familiar with it. And so far, we've got 10 schemes that are participating. Okay. And we're aware of four schemes that have been sort of using it from management and developing it and getting used to it over the last three years. It's obviously requires a lot of intensive resources, et cetera, to build it up. So perhaps that's the reason why many of them did not take it up. 
this way by us developing in, it brings in the eco- uh, economies of scale. Mm. All members have to do is sort of supply the data, it gets populated, and this reporting starts immediately becoming available to the members. So we're making it affordable for the members membership to participate. This was the launch, and now obviously we need to go into the scheme, show them, show them the value it can offer them, and to start recruiting them to populate the portal with their data. I mean, you... and we hope you're going to support us in this regard. <laughs> of course, you know, inside as the numbers, we've got you. <laughs> so I feel like this is such an amazing tool, okay. and even just going through it and listening to you explain even more detail about it, I'm pretty sure the take up rate will be really good and I'm definitely I'm sure it will and Dr. Anman Pillay was at the meeting and he was quite impressed with it and recommended the schemes do participate in it as well so okay. we hope more of them do participate that's amazing so because of this tool and possibly other tools similar to this that you guys are developing what do you possibly see as an outcome in the future of healthcare we would like to see medical schemes use this kind of tools and use information for decision making mm. Instead of just, you know, arbitrarily do something on a benefit design or let mm-hmm. money determine how you design benefits, mm-hmm. we want to give them tools that can empower them to look at it from a health perspective mm-hmm. and start looking at allocating resources for getting that health dividend. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important thing we need to work towards. So basically doing benefit design with some additional information of what the member actually needs. Exactly. To meet the health needs so that what you have is improved health status mm. of the people we serve. So employees are providing subsidies for their members, for their staff members to be part of medical scheme. Can we demonstrate to employers because this tool can be used in a way you can slice and dice, but obviously at a management level for each employer what does it effective coverage look for employer x versus employer y versus employer z and then you can take this kind of report to the employers and show over a trend mm-hmm. what what it's doing for improvement of health and obviously you can then link that to productivity in the worst workplace and absenteeism etc mm-hmm. and our view is that's the role of schemes mm-hmm. for the employers for the members and for society in general it's very interesting that you actually bring up the employer because there was a talk um, yesterday that spoke about trust and who um, policyholders and members of society trust to actually give them the best healthcare and the best healthcare advice. And people said, I trust my employer Lord, first. Very true. And so I think it's very interesting that there is still a way in which we are trying to link the employer in this process. I think if you look at the integrated report recommendation from King 4, mm. the purpose of that is to say, can you demonstrate value to all your stakeholders? It doesn't say some of your stakeholders or your members only. And employers are an important stakeholders for medical schemes. And especially since we have many closed schemes mm. that are in existence, it's important for those closed schemes also to demonstrate the value that schemes has for that company and the staff there. And also remember, we all are aware that if you have healthy people, you have a healthy community and you're going to have a healthy economy. And I think what we now need to do is to say, let's start using the tools, let's see the results, and let's try to demonstrate how this improves the economy, not just of the members themselves, beneficiaries, employers, but even society and the country. And I think that's what we must work towards. And it's our way of saying for that couple of thousand people we're responsible for, we are contributing to the country moving towards universal healthcare coverage and meeting its universal healthcare coverage targets. That's amazing. 
Um, I've actually gotten so much information and I've learned so much and it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank nice you. to be here. <laughs> thank you so much and excuse the pun, but thank you for all the insights. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to say that, wouldn't you? <laughs>